sinners, I, your humble host, Bill Hatch, the third, coming to you live from the Palatial Home Studios of Bald Spots Production here in the beautiful city of Santa Ana, California. Joining me in studio, as per the usual, is my friend, my brother in Christ, the disembodied voice, Rudy. Everybody, I love you all. Welcome, 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 Lord. And joining us from a more than acceptable safe social distance for another, through the miracle of telepathy, for another episode of Anything Can Happen Saturday is my father, Chaplain Bill Hatch. How you doing, Pop? I'm doing well. And greetings to my fellow Bible Inquisitors. Hope you're ready for a great Saturday show. Yes, Or whenever it gets uploaded. Or whenever it gets uploaded. Yes, I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm late. I'm tardy. <laughs> I'm tardy for the party. Yep. It's what happens when you get tired at night. <laughs> or in the morning. Or or in the morning or in the afternoon. Or like me, an old guy, nap times, you know, that's just where it is. <laughs> yep, yep. Eh, you don't have to be that old to appreciate a good nap. <laughs> I agree. I started, I started appreciating, appreciating naps in my 20s. <laughs> That was called my preaching days. Don't go there. No, you were actually moved <laughs> out by then. Yep, I was moved out by then. I was at Cal Poly. Yep. And, uh, yep. And, oh, uh, then it was class to... time when you were napping. Okay. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Enough nonsense. Okay. How about some Rudy Minute? Is it Rudy a... News. Do we have time for a Rudy Minute? Waka, 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 waka. The Lord, <laughs> I have two things to say. We're watching this uh, movie about uh, Emmett Till. Yes, Emmett Till. The little boy that got killed, he was 14 or 15. They said he whistled at a white woman. Mm -hmm. I understand that he shouldn't have done that for the times that they aren't. But then you hear the brutality that they did to that little boy. That how can you... I gave mercy to people when I fought people. I, it was never... Any hatred when I fought, it would just make me take care of myself. But uh, that just shows the evil that can be in the world, that can happen to people. And as far as racism, I don't understand why people hate the Jewish, Black, Chinese. My dad grew us up that there was not even no mention of Black, White, Brown, anything. My dad just grew up, uh, taught us just... Wherever we were, my dad was never, I can see my dad was never racist, never used a bad word towards any kind of race, and he lived there. He was cool with it. He was all right with it, and uh, it was my mom, too, but, uh, and that was interesting. My, my nieces are half black, and sometimes, you know, when you get out of jail, you say something about a, a, a situation with a race, and my niece goes, hey, Uncle Rudy, I'm half black. I said, honey, but your family doesn't matter what you are. You are you're ours, you know. But um, and the second thing, real fast, I tell people about God, and the first thing they do is shut me down or say, oh, yesterday I was at the doctor. They said, oh, that doesn't have nothing to do with your medical thing. So I said, you don't want to hear that, and that kind of, it bugs me because you know what? One day they're gonna be in front of God, and they're gonna show God's gonna show the video. And he's going to show me trying to tell people. And I really don't want people to get in trouble for me trying to help them. But I love you all. Walk, walk, walk up with the Lord and bring peace to the world. Uh, on the on the first, we've actually been, first subject, we actually have been having uh, some issues out here in California about, uh, about uh, 
anti-Jewish hate. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's specifically about that. Um, we seem to be doing okay now uh, since the pandemic is more or less over with uh, with Asian hate uh, or hate of hatred of Asians. We were having a problem with that uh, primarily during uh, during the pan the thick of the pandemic because somebody kept calling it the Asian flu. Um, and uh, um, <laughs> but uh, um, but yeah yeah there's been uh, there's been some uh, some anti-Semitic hate I believe is the the proper terminology. And uh, that's a bad thing. Um, you know, hatred of any kind is a bad thing. There, there should be no room for it in this world. And uh, um, you know, but uh, um, but on the on the second, Rudy, they're not going to get in trouble because you told tried to tell them about God. They're going to be in trouble because they refuse to hear it. So, uh, so you don't have to feel guilty about any of that. Thank you. Yep. So. And and to add that, just a slant on that is not just hear it, but accept it together. But is there going to be and a video? And we get to yes. cover some of that in today's message. Yes. Yes, indeed. We're going to cover some of that in today's message. Yeah, I've got to get the thing to, to so that Rudy can hear what's going on, because me echoing you just really isn't working. I hear you. <laughs> I understand because I do hear you. Yeah. And it would be nice Twice. if you can do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the feedback so, uh, issue, I bet, will crop up very quickly on that, too. Not if we use headphones. Okay. Good. <laughs> no. <clears throat> but I don't use headphones, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> That's right. That's why I have to have you on echo cancellation. Um, yeah, with the phone I have, which is what an iPhone ten or eleven, one of those two yeah. numbers. But to it's use old. the headphones, <laughs> I have to plug in where the charge where it gets recharged. Right, and, and so that makes it even a little more difficult. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to get off onto the topic of phones, but no, no. I've been looking at the new ones, and it's like, yeah, oh. I'm not going to do another $1,000 because <laughs> there's too many uh, phone lines that need new phones that way. So we're hanging on to the yep. ones we have. Nope, I'll keep mine until they break. Same thing with the laptop. Yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yep. Are we ready to get into John? Let's get into John. Okay, let's make it first, John. Yes, let's make it first, John. And it is chapter one only today. And as Bill pointed out uh, Tuesday, the title of uh, Dr. Barnett is it's about fellowship. Chapter. Which one is this not. chapter's not just about fellowship. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's actually got a lot more to it. But uh yep. no buts. I'm not supposed to say but. We're supposed to try not to use that. Just like our ums. <laughs> We're supposed to talk a little bit straighter. So first John. Most probably all of the writings of John 
are from Ephesus sometime in the decade of 85 to 95 AD. Right. I think it's, well, it's revealing to me an awareness setting for me personally is that John was probably older than I am now when he wrote these epistles and revelation and the gospel yep. of John. I mean, he was really up there. Jesus died and ascended to heaven, well, rose again. We can't forget that because he came back and yeah, we can't forget that. In 29 AD, if the calendar system is really four years off. But if we're talking from 29 AD or even 33 AD, all the way up to 85 or 95 AD, we're talking 60 years after Jesus left the earth. And it's very relevant, I believe, to say, wow, he wrote all these things in later life. Yes, uh, historically, we understand that John was 110 years old uh, before he died. They used to carry him around on a litter, and people would literally surround the litter and lean into him to hear him talking about Jesus and, and the kingdom which is phenomenal stuff to me. Yeah. But that's the date time frame. You have anything on the date that you want to bring up, Bill? No, I think you uh I think you covered that. Um oh the yeah, one other thing, it would be probably that he uh, wrote first John prior to the first time they attempted to martyr him. Interesting. <laughs> Uh, gee, that's another thing I can maybe look forward to. Please, Lord, no. But, uh, right. but you know, older age is not a factor when it comes to Christianity, nor is younger no. age, by the way. Jewish tradition no, said not. you had to be 30 years old before you could be a priest, which meant basically a preacher. Uh, mm -hmm. Not so. Jeremiah was certainly an Old Testament example of you don't have to be 30. That's important to see. And I know that that was an issue with you, Bill, back in your younger years when somebody tried to tell you that you couldn't do that and they were wrong then and right. they'd still be wrong now. Yeah. Okay, let's go with authorship just briefly. It's John the Apostle. <laughs> it's my bottom line right yeah. there. Uh, there are some examples and interesting facts that are documented in writings outside of Scripture, so they're worthy to wonder a little bit about. For instance, uh, Irenaeus, who was a Christian historian, uh, wrote the fact that, let's see, he mentions the graves of two Christian leaders in Ephesus as those of John the Elder and John the Apostle, which is really rather intriguing. Uh, but we also have uh, Papias claims not to have known any of the Twelve, but does claim to be a disciple of John the Elder. And then we also have that Irenaeus, the first one, 
uh, claims to have been a disciple of Polycarp, who in turn claims to have sat mm -hmm. under the feet of John the Apostle. We're talking about things that are after the fact. Uh, right. And that can... Yeah, because uh, the, the letter itself is anonymous. I'm sorry? The letter itself is anonymous. First John is second and third John, which First we're John. not covering. Right. Uh, right. Describe it as John the Elder. I like uh, mm -hmm. the fact that my study Bible, I'm, I'm happy with it today for this, but the study Bible... Uh, brings out the fact that, well, wait a minute. If we look seriously at Acts chapter 4, verses 19 and 20, mm -hmm. it's when Peter and John are standing before uh, the priest defending their healing of an individual. Mm -hmm. Okay? So it's there. And the similar phrasing of both Acts 19 and 20, where uh, it quotes as, as, we must obey God rather than man. And then we look at John's saying of, we cannot help testifying to you what we have seen and heard. They're very similar. They're both supporting each other. So, to, according to my study Bible folks, and I will not disagree with it, they say that Luke is giving testimony and proof that this is John's writing anyway. Okay. And I think that's really encouraging to see. Mm -hmm. Now, Bill, what do you know about Domithan? Domitian. Domitian, then. I know that uh, um, that he uh, that he did a lot of persecution of the Christians starting in about ninety five. Actually, it says eighty one to ninety six. Really, that's when he was emperor. I, I have I, I have uh, I have persecuted. Uh, let's see, uh, it's actually uh, in my date notes. Uh, uh, since no mention is made of the persecution under Domitian. Which began about AD ninety five, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Yep, uh, he was he was emperor from eighty one to ninety six AD, and he instituted okay. emperor worship for him. It had happened before, but it's definitely during his time also. And it's it was an interesting political move to do that. Different communities would literally vie for uh, financial help from Rome by offering to set up temples to the emperor for emperor worship. And we find that Ephesus was one of those cities. Others would contend with them so they could get it. But the whole idea was Rome would send money to Ephesus to build temples, to have food celebrations, all for the emperor who was in power. And if they didn't keep that up, 
well, then they'd lose the honor of being the emperor's city and it would go off to another community. And there were another one, let's see. I don't know if I can find it quickly. But the whole point being, so it doesn't matter, but there was another community who kept vying with Ephesus, trying to get that away from them. Well, it's really smart if you think about it. <clears throat> you want an area to uh, support you, then give money to them to turn around to have celebrations in your name and also jobs. You know, these yeah. these temples were not small little buildings. They were big right. uh, efforts. There were Huge. Yeah. And so that would be it. And it's rather smart. You can keep people loyal if you're giving them money for jobs and places to celebrate. Because celebrate means food and drink. And unfortunately, mm -hmm. with the... Uh, Pagans of that day, uh, the gods with little G's, there was a lot of sex involved. So it sounded like party hardy time. I yeah. think we still get that. Bread Although I am happy to say that right now in Hollywood, at least we they are having a lot of backlash about sex in the movies, finally, mm -hmm. and appropriate uh, <laughs> care for both men and women, but of course, trying to elevate properly, not using women, but appreciating them nonetheless. Uh, mm. This temple worship. Yeah, I watched, uh, watched uh, Wakanda Forever last night, and it turned out to be, uh, turned out to be pretty good. Of course, uh, uh, oh shoot, now I can't remember her name. Right. Uh, her last name's Wright. Um, Letitia? Letitia Wright? Uh, the lady who plays uh, Shuri in that uh, um, is apparently an outspoken Christian. And, uh, but, uh, um, but she and a cast of, uh, of several women uh, led the movie. And, uh, um, and it was much better than, uh, than Marvel's other attempts at women-led led movies, that's for sure. Yes. But, uh, um, but yeah, um, yeah, it's it's strange sometimes how uh, how uh, the MPAA decides what ratings to give uh, different movies. Um, the movie Jesus Revolution is coming out this coming week, and uh, uh, it's a story about Chuck Smith and how he uh, came to start uh, Calvary Chapel. Um, but uh, 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 it's rated PG thirteen, and we had to have a discussion about what exactly that means. <laughs> And why it was rated uh, rated that way? Why would a, a Christian movie be uh, be rated uh, PG thirteen? And it turns out there's uh, some uh, depiction of uh, some kind of drug use by teens in the mm. movie. So, uh, um, but yeah, um, yeah. Sometimes uh, sometimes a harsher rating will be given because of violence. Sometimes a harsher rating will be given because of uh, um, because of drug use. Sometimes it'll be given because of sex. And uh, so uh, so you can never tell what the MPAA is going to decide is the bad thing from week to week. True. All right. So, um, okay. Getting back Rant to over. a little more of the focus, but yeah, <laughs> I took that rabbit trail and yes. you carried it for me. Um, 
emperor worship was not really a big deal for Gentiles of Ephesus. Most Gentile residents of Asia Minor would not have been bothered by such expectations as emperor worship. They were happy to see worshiping the emperor as no more of a problem than saluting a flag or pledging allegiance to one's homeland. Right. Uh, Christians, on the other hand, have a higher commitment in the worship of one God and his son, Jesus Christ, to live under his lordships, lordship means to displace all other gods with little g's. And so that's where it was having an impact on Christians. By the way, I forgot to write that or say to start with. First John appears to have been written as a circular. Okay, it wasn't just written to a specific church, but was meant to go around all of Asia Minor. And so we have that. Bill, why are you just staring straight up? Is there a problem with? Okay. No, I'm I'm trying to look at the I'm trying to watch at the camera. Ah, uh, and it's that high up. Well, it's at the top. It's above the top of uh, of. Okay, my thank you. I just wondered if something was going on up that direction. But anyway, it is the fact no. that John, First John, was written as a circular. We've already covered the elders, mm -hmm. the way it was written in second and third, but it's still, I believe, John, the the disciple, and we can go from there. Mm -hmm. Main concern of okay. this is Christian church unity, is what I have. Uh, there was the Gnostic okay. belief uh, that was going on and causing trouble. Yeah, uh, meaning that yeah, there I was, was going to make a strong feel. No, I didn't. Did I? No, I said. Okay. I was going to take that away then. Oh, okay. Uh, well, uh, Gnosticism, uh, for those who don't know, uh, was uh, was a belief in the dualism of spirit and uh, matter, that matter is inherently evil and spirit is inherently good. Um, they, uh, they tended to believe that Jesus was only a spirit and, uh, and not physical, not, uh, not human, um, because humanity being physical, being matter, is inherently evil, and uh, Jesus certainly couldn't be evil, so he must have been spirit. Um, and, uh, um, so, uh, even though they, uh, they said that Christ was, was God, was some form of deity, um, they, uh, they did not, uh, they did not believe that he was also fully human. So, uh, um, so yeah, so there's that, uh, heresy. Um, and, uh, some even believe that he came and, uh, and didn't actually rest on, on the human Jesus until the baptism, um, which is absolutely ridiculous. Um, and, uh, um, in a, in a really bad way, not, uh, not in a funny kind of way. Um, uh, but, uh, um, but yeah, and, uh, some believe that he left him, uh, before, uh, before the cross, which would, uh, would of course, uh, negate the salvation that came from the cross. 
So, uh, um, so yeah. So Gnosticism really it bad. was really bad. Um, and and some yeah. of the beliefs even went a step further about the spirit leaving Jesus before the crucifixion. But they will also also try to say that Jesus swapped places with Judas and Judas was hung on the cross, and that Jesus stood off in the distance laughing about it. Uh, absolutely, you know, terrible things that people will take from the truth. Now, I know we're still not even into chapter one, but if you look at chapter one, it's not very long. But there were several crises appearing to the people that John's writing to that still have a lot of impact today. Some of them not so much, but we have it in subtle differences. Uh, dispute over separating themselves from the customs of the world. And we do see that still today. We put the same emphasis on the 4th of July as we do as on Christmas or Easter. Uh, the same kind of uh, things with Memorial Day and Labor Day. Um, you know, those. Yeah. Uh, well, you already mentioned the the Pledge of Allegiance and uh, um, and those kinds of Yes, uh, but we can pledge allegiance to a nation without taking away from the divine religious worship of Jesus, right. I believe. I believe there is a difference. What the people yeah. of Ephesus yeah. were trying to do, and it's one of the issues. Let me finish reading through these. They also had tension with local Jewish sure. families and friends over the laws of Moses and how Jesus represents the will of God. Mm -hmm. There was tension with pagan worship, especially emperor worship. Uh, and then, let's see, Gentile Christians teaching a doctrine of assimilation within pagan religious settings. And that's one I do want to focus on right now because by itself, it doesn't sound mm -hmm. right. Apparently what some folks in Ephesus were doing was trying to play both ends of the field, both sides of the coin. They were trying to absolutely uh, say, I can be a Christian uh, on Sunday and I can do pagan things all during the week. And that really does come close to where we are today too often. We aren't just Sunday Christians. We're not yeah. supposed to be. And we're not supposed to let other things get in the way of our being a Christian. And, you know, I was just thinking, if you're a Sunday-only Christian, then you better be praying that the uh, that the rapture happens on Sunday. Uh, that's true. <laughs> uh, there are literally, and I'm not going to read them, I'll just try to sum them up in, in my study Bible, is that there was... There is, exist, true documentation, so original documentation from the second century, mm -hmm. so not the first, but the second. And it's asking by one of the governors a letter to the emperor and the emperor's response. Uh, in this community, they had uh, executed two females for being Christians. And should we keep up this practice? 
And the emperor said, well, mm, only if they are absolutely refusing anything but Jesus. If they happen to be going to a gathering in the morning where they are singing a song to Christ and having uh, communion with others of that mind, that's not enough. It has to be more because those folks, some of those folks were going out and doing the same things with emperor worship and with other pagan worship. So they weren't really being Christians. Right. They were just trying to keep every, they were trying to cover all the bases. And in today's right. life, we need to not do that kind of nonsense. We have to be all for Christ. Right. We cannot have other things yes. that we are worshiping. And we each and every one have to review within ourselves and say, am I worshiping this instead of God and Jesus? Well, when we use, when we use the word, I think a lot of people use the word worship as a way out of doing these other things. Um, you know, because it's like, oh, well, I'm not worshiping celebrities you know i'm just paying a lot of attention to them <laughs> um you know and and uh, i'm not i'm not worshiping swear words i just use them a lot yes what are the kardashians uh, doing today like what it's... are they doing this hour yeah what did they do the last hour yes. you're absolutely right bill Yes. Well, I'm not worshiping them. Yeah. I'm not bowing down and and saying uh, and and saying praise be the Kardashians. No, I'm not doing that. But they um, really are if they're but yeah, focusing. They are. <laughs> yeah. And so uh so yeah, so it's the it's it should be an evaluation of all the things you do and spend your time on and uh, um, the things that are important to you. You have to figure out, have they become more important than yes. my relationship with God? And the Gospel of John, I'm yeah, I keep hearing that. Okay. From... Yeah, it's Rudy's, uh, Rudy's phone. Mine's on Do Not Disturb. That's a hint. <laughs> yeah, you go to se go to settings, yeah, on settings and Do Not Disturb. Thing, don't you have a little lever on the phone? No, those are, are uh, those are only on Apple. I haven't products. turned mine on, and I'm asking you, but I haven't had any interruptions either. There, now I'm on silent <laughs> I should not be contrary if I'm not willing to do it myself. <laughs> now let's get right. into chapter one. I know the show's yes. half over, and we're just now getting to the actual gospel—not gospel, but the epistle itself. What do you have on the prologue, son? Let me let me switch over to the pro, let me switch over to the to the thing. Um, just basically that uh, that this is the uh, you know it's a it's an introduction like all the others, um, you know like all the other epistles have pretty much. Uh, um, you know, uh, John was an eyewitness to Jesus' ministry, mm -hmm. death, and resurrection. Um, he was one of the three, uh, the three most uh, intimate, is how uh, um, is how uh, my uh, my commentator puts it. 
um, associates of the Lord, uh, along with Peter and and James. Um, let's see, uh, he uses the opportunity to uh, um, to mention that Jesus came in mm-hmm. the flesh, basically starting out with a direct attack against the Gnostic beliefs. Um, and, uh, um, you know, uh, um, yeah, uh, that denying the, uh, the true nature of, uh, of Christ is a demonstration of their lack of, uh, of real salvation. Um, and, uh, that, uh, um, that that's not, uh, that that's not the thing. Um. You know, of course, uh, um, you know, like uh, like Paul said, uh, all uh, all apostles teach the same thing, and uh, um, and they all had addressed this problem at one point or another. The ones who we have uh, writings from, um, yeah, um, there's just a, there's a lot packed in in that uh, in that introduction in, in verses. There one is a four. whole lot into it, without a doubt. And John, in addition to what mm-hmm. you've already said, I think I can say that is that John incorporates. Did I lose you? We, plural okay. form, to include his mm-hmm. audience. Very important fact that right. as two thousand years later. And we are reading, we're included in that we. Now, in 85, by yeah. 85 AD, all the other disciples seem to have been uh, martyred already. And John's the only one of the 12 left. Can't prove that precisely. But by 85, it seems like John's the only one left. And he's writing to these folks using the plural. And I think that's important for us because he's passing it on, showing that we're included. And his listeners certainly were. Yes. And um, the fact that and the fact that this was a uh, that this was a circular, as you uh, as you put it, um, really does uh, tell us that this isn't about a single right. church's issue. It's about all um, of us. <laughs> this is about something that we all, yes, yeah, it's, it's all our issues. Uh, <laughs> let's see. It's And we've already discussed it very similar. Uh, the prologue is very similar to the, the prologue in the Gospel of John. The wording is very similar. Mm-hmm. For me, there is no question that it's the Apostle yeah. John who wrote this. But still, we have to be aware yes. of the others. That's why I covered them. Uh, and I don't think he misses a single sensory feeling to show what he's talking about. Because it's uh, what's been heard, seen, touched, and beheld. Connects second and third generations and however many generations we are now from this writing it's still valid and relevant to us. And we believe it faithfully and we go forward with it. Um, right. And something, uh, something uh, interesting that, uh, um, you know, you might, because uh, we don't spend a lot of time talking about false, be- current false beliefs. Um, and, in a sense, neither does John here, in, in spite of the fact that Gnosticism is a big problem and was one of the things he was writing about. 
what he actually spends time doing is talking about the truth of the uh, the true beliefs that counter the false beliefs. He doesn't say, oh, well, you know, this belief that that flesh is bad and spirit is good is is wrong. He tell he talks about Jesus' humanity and uh, um, you know and and the reality of the uh, of the uh, the real beliefs about the differences between spirit and flesh and uh, and that Jesus who was divine uh, who is divine and uh, it also came in the flesh um, you know looking not at counterfeit bills to see to determine how what a counterfeit bill looks like but rather looking at a real dollar bill so that you can know what a real dollar bill looks like and know that anything that doesn't look like that is fault is okay. counterfeit Yes. It does. does that make any sense? I like it a lot. And okay, no. we're still in the prologue, folks, but almost done with it. I think we need to count it as joy that we are believe and able to worship God and Jesus, God through Jesus, and having that fellowship with one another. And so we see the fellowship really yes. is important to John uh, in the belief of it. And apparently he believed it so much, he allowed himself to be carried around to speak to people in his older last days anyway. Don't know how long that kind of carrying yep. around on a litter took place, but it's there. And uh, right. we have that you know, from outside scripture verification of it and it's really important that we see it and uh, and always uh, bear in mind those kinds of things are only fun <laughs> until you need them <laughs> so using a wheelchair being carried around on a litter um using one of those electric carts at the grocery store they sound like a lot of fun and uh, and when you don't need them they are but uh, as soon as you have to use them then it becomes then, uh, very then, no, disconcerting. Not, not fun anymore uh yes someday but not yet <laughs> although my hips keep acting up something fierce <laughs> but still we have this joy uh -oh. that should be ours as christians we should not be going around and mm -hmm. just saying i'm a christian and i'm so happy about it we should mean it i'm so very happy all right do you have have anything more you want to add little, on the prologue bill, to dog. for our listeners is verses one through four. Right. Um, no, uh, um, you know, although, uh, although you can tell from this, uh, from this in, uh, introduction, the, uh, the prologue, um, why Dr. Barnett titles yes. the chapter fellowship, um, you know, because it's not just about fellowship with our fellow Christians, which is very important, um, but also about with our fellowship God with himself. the Lord, um, be that yes. Father, Son, or Holy Spirit. Father, Son, and you're absolutely yes. right. It is so important to see the fellowship. Okay. Starting at verse five, we get some references to light. And...
God is light. And when we look at Genesis, the beginning, and Revelation at the end, we find light referenced in both of those. Starting with Genesis chapter yes. 1. And the light of God is beyond the idea of being special. I mean, truthfully, in the days of creation, the sun in our sky is not created till day four. But let there be light is at Genesis 1-1. Genesis 1-2, sorry. Uh, where God said, let there be light. And this light is so bright that it gave illumination to everything. And in Revelation, we're told that when the sun up in the sky goes away, there won't be any new S-U-N sun because the light of God is there instead. And it's so bright that it makes the S-U-N up in the sky look like nothing at all. Uh, that gets confusing for people. That's why I'm spelling S-U-N compared to S-O-N, because we're talking about something that is physical that we can see, but misunderstand if we don't spell it out. But You know, I always remember back to... Uh, I. When uh, when there there are two things that pop into my mind uh, when talking about the sun and the S O N sun and the S U N sun and uh, and that God being light. Um, one is uh, uh, is uh, a song by uh, by by one of my favorite bands, DC Talk. Um, if I may, if I may quote quickly, um, uh, there's uh, I want to be in the light. Uh, I want to be in the light. As you are in the light, I want to shine like the stars in the heavens. Um, you know, we should want to be light, like God, uh, because, uh, because of course, Jesus is our ultimate example for how to live life and, uh, and how to, uh, how to act. Um, but, uh, but the, uh, the confusion of sun and, uh, sun and sun, um, you know, uh, the nerd in me always remembers back to uh, to an episode of uh, the original series of Star Trek, um, and they encountered a Romanesque uh, alien society that had that was persecuting a group of sun worshippers. And it wasn't until the end when uh, Lieutenant Uhura said they're not talking about because they were saying that sun worshippers are usually very violent, but these sun worshippers were not; they were peaceful. And it wasn't until the end that uh, um, that Lieutenant, Lieutenant Uhura said, "Well, that's because they're not worshiping the the sun; they're yes. worshiping the son of God." And uh, uh, and so uh, um, so yeah, so definitely uh, uh, yes. I, 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 I know, remember I'm, I'm the episode well, and I have preached on that episode. <laughs> the fact Eugene? that it was. My father's yep. preached on that episode uh, of Star Trek. The original series <laughs> touched on a few <laughs> different topics that were forbidden at that time uh, in history to literally That's uh, for sure. submit to folks. 
they had an episode uh, with, oh, let's see. He was a, co a comedian, impersonist. Uh, oh, yes, uh, thank Frank you. Frank Gorshin. The black and white episode. The, episode, the, the black and white episode. Between is one one or group of black. the people of that planet were black on the right side and white on the left side, and the other group was the reverse of yeah. that. I won't, I'll get myself confused already. And that was another one. And of course, the famous kiss between Captain Kirk, the white individual, and the forced kiss, but still on television, of Lieutenant Agora, the black female yeah. officer kissing Uhura. that was again another topic Uhura, and yep. i really appreciated those we're not there now though we need to keep on focus yep. where we're at no 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 yes we were talking about and the worship fact, of the actually we're talking about worship <laughs> of god is light and to be able to see that god can't have right. any of this darkness and that is focusing on some of the problems that were going on then and now you can't just go to church right. and worship Jesus and God and do other things towards other realities mm -hmm. during the rest of the week. You have to remain Christian in everything right. that we do. And it was really one of the problems they had. Every day and every way. All right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because uh, yeah, we we can't limit our uh, our Christianity because everything to the else Lord's day. is darkness. <laughs> um, the Lord's day is every day. That's right. But it's not about the flesh being dark and the spirit being light, because uh, because of course the devil is spirit, and uh, and he's definitely and Jesus not light. Shed his blood. That's why in verse oh shucks, looks like verse eight. Seven, eight. Uh, seven. Yes, the blood of Jesus. The blood of uh, the, the blood cleanses of Jesus, us the from cleanses all us. sin. Uh, it can't seven. cleanse us if we're not yeah. letting it cleanse us. And we're not showing that it's there. Right. And it's not just a one-time thing. Again, that's why we have our repentance, sin of repentance prayer of repentance every uh, episode. We want right. to ask God to continually cleanse us because none of us are walking perfectly. And that's what John is definitely referring to here. We are deceiving ourselves mm -hmm. if we say, I'm walking in the light and not really doing it. I'm walking in the light while I'm at church right. with others. Uh, and I'm carrying an think, umbrella the rest of the week. That, yeah, that's a good good analogy because <laughs> we all know what an umbrella is, and it keeps us from getting the blessings from uh, coming down, just like an umbrella keeps the rain off of us. Uh, we need the showers of blessings. Yes. And it's only that cleansing blood that's there. Hours it's of so easy for need. people to deceive themselves. I can do this or I can do that. Yes. I, as an elder now, um, <laughs> in mm -hmm. age for this day and a, this time frame, 
It's like, I don't have anything else I left to do. And yet here John's writing at a time when he is older than I am now. And so I have to say, oh yeah, there might be other things Not that, that I can do still. Doing the show is part of it. Being able to continue mm -hmm. on things. Whether yes. very many people are listening or not, it's still the fact that we get to go forward in the power of Jesus and making it available to people. So get those uploads going. <laughs> yes. Okay. Absolutely. If I, we I'm say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine being guilty of calling God a liar? I can't either. No. No. No, and we I can't even imagine do it. But our actions might very well say, uh, well, if we're not following God's word, then we are saying that he's a liar. And wow. <laughs> Right. And, and John saying this is a sobering reminder that sin is a fundamental yeah. part of the human experience. And uh, our denial of it only yes. serves to distance us from God. Do you have anything else on chapter one so, itself? Uh, acknowledge it. Hmm? Uh, uh, let's see. Um, Let's see. Overall, the first, the let's see. I, I kind of wrote a, a, a pa uh, another paper on uh, on this one um, with the help of some software. Um, let's see. Overall, the first the first chapter, First John, is a powerful and important introduction to the themes that will be developed throughout the letter. So, reading the rest of the letter will be important to you. Um, it emphasizes the importance of walking in the light, confessing our sins, and acknowledging the reality of sin in our lives. It is a message of hope and grace, reminding us that our relationship with God is rooted in his mercy and forgiveness. And it is only by acknowledging our own need for him that we can truly experience the fullness of his love. Um, I also have some notes on, uh, on what a couple commentators uh, say about it. Um, let's see, uh, John Stott in his commentary on 1 John notes, Christian fellowship is grounded in the fact of our common life yep. in God, that fellowship again, in which we share his light, his love, and his holiness. And David Jackman uh, in his commentary uh, notes, the theme of fellowship is at the heart of this letter. Uh, both commentators highlight the importance of fellowship in the Christian life and the centrality of this theme in the letter of 1 John. Um, so yeah, uh, definitely fellowship both with, like I said, uh, both with fellow Christians and, mm -hmm. uh, and with God himself um, is, uh, is just, it's just a core, uh, a core thing of, uh, of Christianity. Um, you know, we build on the foundation of the gospel of Jesus's sacrifice uh, for our sins and uh, which are numerous, and uh, um, and uh, sometimes uh, those sins are deceitful in and of themselves because we feel they're not really sinful, um, you know, because they're not as as uh -huh. bad as other things, uh, <laughs> you know. But uh, um, but there is no darkness in God, 
Um, so, uh, so even the smallest bit of darkness separates us from him. Um, and, uh, um, you know, we need to, uh, we need to pay attention to that. Um, you know, uh, uh, you know, it's funny, uh, it just popped into my head. Uh, Benjamin Franklin at one point did a, uh, create, uh, according to legend, created a chart of, uh, of, uh, virtues and, uh, um, for himself to, uh, to emulate so that he could become a more perfect person. And, uh, um, but he eventually gave up on the project, uh, saying that the closer he got to perfection in all these other things, mm. the worse his humility got. So, uh, um, so there is darkness in us, even if we seem to be perfect. Yes. Um, and, uh, and we need to, uh, remember, uh, remember that and bear that in mind. But, I uh, have um, something yeah. that I like from my study Bible that works today because, folks, I don't want you to just read chapter one. Mm -hmm. I want you to read all of it. And it has a little section here on modern application for the entire gospel of, sorry, not gospel, but the uh, epistle of John. So all of it. And it's uh, modern applications. Yes. Uh, such issues as debates over sin and what it means to be without sin, living in the world but not of the world, who the Antichrist were, plural Antichrist, uh, and how their first century threats right. relate to other adversaries in later generations, because we still have Antichrist around, uh, the call to love one another as a means of providing a way of Christian unity. It doesn't mean love as in sex with other Christians, except spouse. I'm sorry? Not Eros. Not Eros. Yeah, not Eros. Not Eros love. Uh, warnings against idolatry, exhortations to extend hospitality to other believers is in this epistle and warnings against leadership styles, resorting to intimidation and self-assertion rather than the liberating command of truth. Right. I especially like that one because it's saying pastors right. be loving, not demanding. Uh, I was, I graduated from California Baptist College, now California Uni Baptist University there in Riverside, California. And I remember yeah. strongly that the teachers would tell us, do not be like other folks who would literally, about the preacher who was doing up his notes, hooray, it was ahead of time, it wasn't Saturday night, but he wrote off to the side of his notes, <laughs> WPPP, weak point, pound pulpit. Uh, is is and he said, "Don't do that. You know, uh, you cannot do that, and you cannot just talk about the fires of hell mm -hmm. waiting to consume people for not believing, because that's not what God's love is all about. It's right. a true statement." That if we do not accept mm -hmm. Jesus as our Savior and Lord and become part of the kingdom before we die, we will be going to a hot place. Uh, although I did have someone tell me once, if you look, there's a yeah. place in the Old Testament 
that talks about how hot heaven is and heaven is hotter than hell. And I've never been able to find that. I keep looking for it. But the whole point being is, <laughs> is that the difference yeah. between heaven and hell is God to, uh, absents himself, meaning he does not have any part to do with hell. And that's where the torture is, mm-hmm. is God's not there. Yeah. And, you can't uh, find God's love in hell. I right. look forward to heaven no matter what the temperature. Of course, in these colder days that we've been having out here in Missouri, uh, I would like some of that warmer weather. <laughs> and uh, that's just the way of it. It's nice, clear, and sunny, but I don't think it's very warm today. I think it's still down in the 40s and feels like in the yeah. high 30s with uh, wind chill factors. It's 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 nice and sunny out here, but uh, I can report that it is a it is a frigid sixty four degrees outside. Uh huh. Frigid. <laughs> but uh, um, but those, yeah, back to uh, back really to the point. Yeah, um, to say we can you know, uh, Although we have to. Right. Um, and, and but we do have to be careful not to only talk about the love and grace of God, but also His wrath, His justified and righteous wrath. Um, you know, because we will go to hell. And preachers who never talk about sin and hell, they're yeah. missing something very, very important. And uh, and they are doing their congregations a a great misservice. Um, you know, uh, and because it's important that we know about yes. uh, about hell, that it's a, a place waiting for us um, if we don't uh, if we don't accept uh, Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Um, yep. You know, the Lord part's just as important as the Savior part because uh, the you know we got to do we can't just uh, say yay nope, God okay. saved me and I can do whatever I want. Um, it's okay. God saved me. I'm God now saved closing my portion so wants. we can finish off the show. I just want to say, yes, this is a very important yes. chapter, as Dr. John, John Barnett says, and the fact that fellowship is a supreme yes. point that all of us need. We can't be Christians on our own and just listen to programs like this one. We need fellowship with other believers. Right. Yes, we do. And uh, although shows like this one can be vir- a very important part of your uh, of your religious experience, and uh, and you should listen to all of them over and over again and share them with your friends, uh, <laughs> because that's how we reach more people is by yeah, having very, more people watch and listen and uh, and all of that good stuff. But you got to go to church. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> If Rudy can uh, if Rudy can harass me for being a nerd, I can harass him okay. for not fellowshipping. That's for sure. So, but now uh, whether you uh, no, which part am I at? Okay, there's where I'm at. Uh, <laughs> yes, if you, gentle inquisitor, if you have come with us this far, perhaps you will come a little bit further with us and join us in this family we call Christianity and fellowship with other with other Christians. Um, you know, we do this not by sacrifice because that was taken care of. As we mentioned, uh, Jesus Christ died and rose from the dead. 
um, spirit and flesh, uh, you know, uh, all all in one um, together uh, for our sin, for the our salvation from our sins, and uh, um, so that we can get our way into heaven. Um, and we don't use magical spells or mystical ceremonies because that's not how we roll. There are no magic spells in Christianity. The, the, the sinner's prayer is not a magic spell. It is not the words that get you into heaven, but the feeling, the, the conviction of your heart behind those words. The Bible tells us that, uh, um, that uh, you must believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, and that is how you will be saved. Um, and so, uh, so it's the belief in the heart that's uh, that's actually the important part, and not uh, and not the words you speak. Um, and uh, well, the Bible also tells us that uh, that all have sinned and continually fall short of the glory of God. And uh, um, and so, whether you've been a believer for a second or a century, you need to be forgiven of your sins. And uh, so we invite you all to say the sinner's prayer with us today, as uh, as we do every time we have the show. And, uh, um, you know, because some people need it daily, some people need it more often than that. But if you only get it twice a week, well, that's what you get. And uh, hope that uh, hope the rapture doesn't fall on a different day. Um <laughs> But uh, uh, but yeah, so uh, so say the sinner's prayer with us today, and say it on your own on other days, and uh, um, and uh, and confess your sins to uh, to Jesus, because He is the only conf Father confessor we need, and uh, um, and also uh, so let's say this together, and uh, and Dear be Lord. forgiven. Dear Lord, I am a sinner. I am a sinner. Cleanse me of my wickedness. Cleanse me of my wickedness. Show me how to love you with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength. And teach me how to love my neighbor as myself. Guide my steps Continue along the path you would steps. have me take in this life. And help me to do the work you would have me do. Continue helping me to do the work you have for me in your kingdom. Come into my heart and be Remain the Lord and Savior of my life. Savior. All these and things we pray, we pray in Jesus' holy name. name. Amen. 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 And there you have it. Uh, you know, uh, your next uh, your next next task is to uh, continue this journey by finding yourself a Bible believing church with a Bible preaching pastor who doesn't necessarily thump the pulpit, and uh, um, and uh, go fellowship with some strong Christians to uh, to help you figure out your next steps on this path of uh, of new life that uh, that you've chosen to undertake. Because this isn't the end. No, no, nay, nay. This is the beginning of your journey. Um, whether it's the first beginning or the latest beginning, um, 
Go out and be Christian. Do Christian. Um, it is uh, it is an important part of our lives. We're not saved by works, but works are the evidence of what is in our hearts. So uh, so yeah. So if you've uh, truly changed and uh, and become a servant, a slave even of uh, of the one true God, then uh, you should want to uh, to go out and do things that uh, would please Him. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so, uh, come back and join us in, uh, for other shows. We have them this week. Um, on Tuesday, we will be concluding our journey through the Psalter with, uh, uh yes. with Psalm through 147. Yes. So, uh. Through 150, and we'll definitely be finishing this one this time, this week. And uh, um, and uh, I think we are yes, going to Judges are. next, are we not? Judges is a great book, full of all kinds of, uh, of big acts, and uh, by people who were devoted to God to, uh, to free those people who weren't quite so devoted to God. Um, <clears throat> we'll get into a lot of that. Um, but, uh, uh, but it's going to be uh, fun and exciting. So uh, read uh, chapters one or Psalms 147 through 150 so that you can prepare for next week. And if you want to get ahead of the rest of the class, start reading Judges. And because uh, we might, uh, depending on how much time we spend on Psalms, we might do the introduction to Judges. So, uh, um, so please uh, join us for that. And then on Thursday, well, later on in the week, uh, <laughs> we'll be having, I'll be doing another episode of Not Quite After Midnight. And uh, this next episode will be, let's see, that's February 23rd, will be Pat Daly and Christine Sawyer. Sour. I can never remember how to pronounce Dr. Christine's last name. Um, I'm sorry, but these are both repeat visitors, but they have not been on. <clears throat> pardon, they have not been on together. So it's going to be an interesting uh, new mix episode, a remix, if you will. So uh, so join us, join me on Thursday uh, for that, and then uh, on uh, this coming Saturday. Or, yeah, this coming Saturday. Uh, the next uh, next episode of Anything Can Happen Saturday will be the final so-called chapter of the greatest of Dr. John Barnett's 52 greatest chapters of the Bible, and it will be Revelations one through three, our glorified Christ and His mandate for the church. So uh, this is the uh, the capstone, the the ultimate. Today was the penultimate uh, episode. Next week will be the ultimate episode of Doctor John Barnett's Fifty Two Greatest Chapters of the Bible, and uh, it may it may be a week one of two. We'll uh, we'll see when we get there because one through three is packed. Revelation one through three is packed with a lot of great stuff. So, uh, um, but read Revelations one through three. And uh, to get prepared so you can participate in the conversation. And uh, speaking of participating in the conversation, please feel free to leave us comments or messages. Um, tell us what you think of what we're doing. And uh, um, 
you know how we uh, how we might better speak to the needs of your life uh, because we all have uh, unique needs in our lives that Jesus can fill and uh, so we need to uh, need to know what's going on with you um, and uh, we definitely would uh, would be happy to pray with you um, or uh, perhaps uh, find you resources that might uh, that might help you in your life um, and uh, um, you know, and uh, and those kinds of things. Unfortunately, we don't have our own resources to help you with, but uh, um, but I'm pretty good at researching stuff and know about a lot of uh, resources out there. So uh, feel free uh, to leave us a message. Uh, I definitely get uh, direct messages sent through Facebook because they send me little notifications. Um, I'm still trying to figure out how to find the comments on uh, on the uh, the other uh, on the podcasting platforms. But uh, um, but uh, trust me, I'm I'm working on it. And uh, other than that, uh, yeah, watch uh, watch or listen to a bunch of episodes this week. Uh, it'll be good for you, and you can catch up to where we are. And uh, so, um, other than that, I think we're uh, we're to the end of another episode. Do you find gentlemen have anything else to say to the nice people? God bless you from Poplar Bluff, Missouri. Yes, God's blessings from Santa Ana, California as well. Be safe out there. Um, be safe out there. Remember to wash your hands and watch the ending credits, which I will add in post instead of doing it the way I've been doing it. That way we can have a full screen. So <laughs> it just seems to be the better way to do it. So, uh, so yes, yeah, so stay tuned for the ending credits. Good night. Thank you all for tuning in. This has been a presentation of Bald Spots Productions. I'd like to thank my producer, my beloved mother, Eileen Hatch. I, of course, am your humble host. I would also like to thank my co-host, my beloved father, Chaplain Bill Hatch. I'd really like to thank my Ed McMahon, Rudy Corlew. Yes! Support the show if you feel so led. Over on Patreon.com, we're known as Bald Spots Pro. Don't you dare miss Not Quite After Midnight. You can find us on Facebook and wherever fine podcasts are offered. Please be sure to like, comment, and share. You know, subscribe, follow, whatever it is you've got to do to kick that algorithm into gear and help us reach more people. That is the point, after all. If you or someone you know needs support now, call or text 988 or chat 988lifeline.org. 988 is the Suicide and Mental Crisis Lifeline here in the States.